Put down Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks drop a couple of games to the Coyotes and some mighty Ducks talk. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How's everyone doing? It is a Monday. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And this show is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. All right, let's just get right into it. Um, you can hear this podcast anywhere podcasts are heard. The Twitter accounts are at LO underscore Ducks and at StimpyJD. All right, so the Ducks played a couple of games Friday and Sunday against the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, it didn't go so well for the Ducks. There was a couple of changes. Alexander Volkov did make his debut against the Coyotes on Friday. He did pretty well. Yeah, I would say he did well enough to get a goal on that one. How so? Well, I mean, that game was kind of a weird one. Volkov did get the first goal of the game for the Ducks and a nice assist from Max Comtois on that one and Jamie Drysdale. Drysdale is starting to get on the board a little bit, his fourth assist of the season. Volkov looked really impressive maybe the first two periods. He had a couple of lapses in defense overall, but he had a pretty okay game. But that third period was about as bad as it gets for the Ducks. It was really horrible. Um, yes, the Ducks did have more shots on goal, but they got outplayed in that third period by quite a bit. I mean, the Ducks got outplayed in the first period too, when I had the locker room going, uh, but Arizona just had the better chances. They seem to have more of the momentum and the power plays for the Ducks. They just continue to be awful. 0 for 2 on that game. Ducks wind up losing that game 4 to 2. Uh, the story of that one was just allowing too many high danger chances and having too many lapses in defensive coverage, which is how Arizona scored pretty much all their goals, just defensive lapses, um, really letting them get past the blue line very easily at times. So that was part of it. And then we get to yesterday's game. Hey, the Ducks got a point, but when you're tanking, you don't want to get points. When your team is obviously not going to make a playoff spot, you want to not get any points. So going into overtime, I know it's good for, I guess, fan interaction and good that they got a point and fought for their win. But they blew that game yesterday. After Sam Carrick really played his ass off. Oh, by the way, Sam Carrick, he's down with the Ducks right now. Hmm, why do I say it like that, down with the Ducks? Because, hey, at least one team is doing better than the Ducks right now. That's in their system. I'm talking about you, San Diego Goals. And just to reiterate, that's why I was not covering the game yesterday. Is I was out at El Segundo for Rain versus Goals on Sunday. I was paying more attention to that game. Hey, the Goals won seven games in a row. But I'm definitely going to talk more about the Goals on Thursday's episode. This is a Ducks podcast. So let's talk about the Ducks game. Guess who got the scoring started on Sunday? Former San Diego Goal. Sam Carrick. He scored his first of the season as a duck. And guess who got the apple on that one? Trevor Zegris, his fifth of the season. And that was a nice backhanded pass from behind the net right to a streaking Sam Carrick. They have executed this exact play several times in practice for the goals. They've executed this play at least twice for the San Diego goals this season. One of those, the exact play exactly as is, where Trevor Zegers had the puck behind the net, had a backhanded pass to Sam Carrick, and there he was to score the goal. Exact same play. That's how it started off. But then Jacob Chikrin tied it up, and then guess who scored the leading goal in the first? The elite one seed, Derek Grant. Guess who passed him the puck? 
Trevor Zegris. This is the brilliance of Trevor Zegris. He can make anybody on that team better. Anybody. Yes, I'm saying that for the entire team. He can make Drysdale look better. He can make Sam Carrick look better. He can make the Elite 1C look better. And I know some of you have been criticizing his play, saying, why is Derek Grant playing all these games? Why is he playing all these minutes? Look, I know Derek Grant is a fourth liner. I call him the hashtag Elite 1C because that's kind of the popular thing right now. But when you have someone with that gifted of a passing ability, you've got to take advantage of it. And Derek Grant took advantage of a perfect pass from Trevor Zegras. That's what Z brings to the team. Unfortunately, at the end, guess what? Jacob Chikrin scored his second to make it a 2-2 tie. And guess what? He completed the hat trick in overtime. Bad defensive lapses there. I know Jamie Drysdale did not have a good defensive shift in the third. And he didn't look all that good in defense in overtime as well. So that was the game winner. Jacob Chikrin won it, and that's your final score, 3-2 in favor of Arizona. So now the Ducks, they just keep free-falling in the standings. Shots on goal were 31-20 in favor of the Coyotes. And stop me if you've heard this, the Ducks squandered a power play opportunity, 0-1. They're almost dead last in the standings as far as power play percentage in the league. They're almost there, guys. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission, and I'll be joined by Paul Fernando to talk about Mighty Ducks Game Changers. The more I talk about that, the less I have to talk about the actual team. So we're going to head to a break, but let's talk about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the land that tastes like a candy bar. They have so many fantastic flavors, including the Built Bar Bracket Champion Coconut Brownie Chunk, There's cookie dough. Cookies and cream is always a classic. So if you want to try these for yourself, head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar in the land. Okay, we're going to head back and talk with Paul Fernando And this is going to be all Mighty Ducks talk. Yeah, pretty much all Mighty Ducks talk. Maybe we'll also talk a little bit about fans in the stands as well. So definitely stick around for that and stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am joined right now by... Paul Fernando, also known as Borscht28 on YouTube. He's got a bunch of YouTube videos up from every sport. He's got some basketball videos, baseball, a lot of hockey videos too. So, Paul, welcome back. Thank you for having me on, man. So, last time you were on, we talked all about jerseys, and we'll talk about jerseys again at some point. But there is something else that's going on, actually. A couple big things going on. And before we get to the Mighty Ducks, I do want to briefly touch upon the fact that fans are coming back to SoCal And this is primarily spurred on because of the Lakers. The Lakers were the one team that's been begging to have fans back for partially the reason that they want to have fans back so they can finally put that banner up, secondarily because they want fans in for the postseason run coming up. So I wonder if you want to have a quick thought on fans coming back. Yeah, I think it's a a good thing, especially for the economy. Uh, 
Uh, you'll definitely have some fans in, and you'll get some of the jobs back from the people that work in Stable Center, or, or even a, the what's it called the Honda. Uh, what is the it? Ponda. Just call it the Ponda. <laughs> yeah, the Ponda. Uh, no one calls it Honda I, Center. Trust me. <laughs> it. I think it's a good thing. Um, everybody, or hopefully everybody's starting to get vaccinated. So at the very least, we could have that 20% like they they say that they'll have for uh, capacity. So I think it's a good thing. And hopefully everybody starts getting vaccinated. So, yeah. Now, the Lakers have a ton of games left. So do the Kings. The Ducks do not have many home games left. And in fact, they're not going to make a ton of profit because they have to spend money in order to get the protocols going and get the safety measures going. They only have a handful of games. So does it still make enough sense for the Ducks to have fans back given? We know what's going to happen. They're going to be booing the crap out of the team. I think for fan service, you kind of have to. How many games do do they have left? Like seven? Not even seven. Less Less than that. No, it's like four or five. I would, I would think you kind of have to, um, I get the fact that you you can't you can't make any money or or anything like that as far as letting people back in to to work and everything to do these events, but uh, I think you kind of have to just to make some some sort of statement for the season at the very least. I think uh, just have maybe a couple games with with some fans. I mean, I'm torn on this only because of all the drama that's taking place with the Ducks. You know, they've been benching Zegris. Zegris might not even be there by the time fans come back. So, I mean, there's that possibility as well. So, there's just a lot of drama. And I know fans are really upset with management right now, given everything that's happened. But, I mean, you still think it's a good thing regardless, even if the fans come there to boo them, right? Oh, yeah. I I agree. Like, just to have some fans that have that show your your support and everything i think it's kind of a good thing regardless yeah it, it is a good thing i mean i'm on the side that we should have fans back but i'm also wondering what the reaction is going to be once you find out that not every player is going to be there mm-hmm. and trade deadline coming up so ooh, let's see how that goes all right so we have a monday episode here and that means it is time for my new segment that i've been having about the Mighty Ducks Game Changer since the podcast is called Locked on Ducks. And I know you're a big Disney person, probably a bigger Disney person than I am, which is strange for me personally because maybe maybe a decade ago, I thought out of the two of us, I'd be the bigger Disney person. (laughs) But, you know. Yeah, but who was the last one in Disneyland? Don't tell everyone. (laughs) Don't let them know that. (laughs) I'm keeping this in, but... (laughs) Uh, a year and a month later, and I'm still one of the last people to leave the park. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, who's crazy now? So Mighty Ducks Game Changers has had two episodes so far chronicling the lives of Evan, his mom, and the rest of the ragtag group of Don't Bothers. So I just want to get your first your first take on just the series coming back in general. How cool is it to see the Mighty Ducks brands come back and to see Emilio back? I loved it. Like, as far as when we first saw the, like, I guess, surprise trailer and everything, I wasn't thinking much about it. Uh, I I was more of just, like, your your regular Disney shows. And then once I saw that they were bringing back the Ducks, I I, I thought it was just, like, a nostalgia, pretty much. So, uh, for me, I was happy. And then 
at the very end of that trailer where you see Emilio, I'm like, dude, this could be something kind of cool. Kind of unexpected, but I'm all for it. And kind of going back on like the trailers and stuff, when we saw that some of the original Ducks team members were coming back, what did you think mm-hmm. when you saw that? Oh, it's it, that's my childhood, man. So to to have like an episode or something like that with with the original guys, I think that could be great. So I'm looking forward to it, even though I think how many episodes are there this season? Ten episodes. Ten episodes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'd like to see at least one episode with with some of the cast. So I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait to see either Julie the Cat Gaffney back or Connie Moreau. Man, I mean, they, they Have were you seen her Twitter by chance. Oh, no, not her Twitter, but her Instagram. Yeah, I've seen her socials. I, I cannot but, wait. You, you already saw the, the I guess, her, her picture. Yeah. Her leak. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, I'll admit when it comes to episode 10, I'll be wearing my Ducks jersey. Oh, but gotcha. which one? See, you, you have the one I gave you. You have the one I gave you. Of course. But I, but I have the 25th anniversary one, and I have the original one. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to get an ad break in here before we just really go off the rails. So, once I do my ad read, then we'll really go off. Okay. If that's okay. Uh, you know what uh, tonight is, since this is airing on Monday. You know what tonight is? National Championship for the NCAA Tournament. All over that. And by the way, props to UCLA for making it as far as they did. I mean, gosh, UCLA has had a great season. Final four from the first four. But right now, it is the championship game. You can check out all those games on betonline.ag. They got March Madness. They've got college hockey. Frozen Four is next weekend, by the way. And guess what, Paul? Three of the teams in the Frozen Four are from what state? Take a wild guess. Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. See, this all kind of works together. Show us that in Minnesota, Final Four, sorry, the Frozen Four, three teams from Minnesota. So they have that, and of course they have NBA, MLBs back, NHL coming to a close. So check all those out on betonline.ag, your trusted online sportsbook. If you use promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you deposit 100 bucks, you'll get 50 extra bucks to bet on that's cool right absolutely yeah so once again betonline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the locked on podcast network and please gamble responsibly all right we'll be yeah i try telling that to everyone else like gamble responsibly don't blow it all in one game come on although can you imagine the people that bet on ucla the whole time right (laughs) hey if they if they get it though they'll they'll be good hey if they bet on ucla on the elite eight game they made bank on that game. Yeah. Because I'll admit I didn't have them beating Michigan, and I'm glad my bracket got busted there. All right. We'll be back after the second intermission and talk more about Mighty Ducks Game Changers on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks presented by the Locker Room app. Join me later this week on the Locker Room app as I'll be talking some hockey, maybe talking some trade rumors because there's a ton of those, and maybe some Mighty Ducks on there as well. 
So check me out on the Locker Room app. Just look up Locked On Ducks. Once again, that's the Locker Room app, which you can download on the iOS store. It is for Apple devices for now. I'm back once again with Paul Fernando, a.k.a. Borscht28. All right, so let's really get into it now. Um, first two episodes. Uh, just what did you think of the first two episodes? So far, I, I like it. I like the mood of the of the the show itself. It does bring me back to that whole uh, underdog mentality. But I do love the little twists that they do have in the show. Uh, I love the fact that the Mighty Ducks are actually like the bad guys in in this one. Oh, so. whoa, whoa, okay. I don't want to call them the bad guys. I really don't because they're still the Ducks. And at least there's one player on the Ducks team that is still nice to to Evan. So I don't want to call them, quote, the enemy. I mean, as far as me, I just call them the antagonists and that's it. Okay. okay. That's it. <laughs> that's just my take on it. But I do like that that whole twist of, of that. You're so used to them being the underdog, but now they're the, what, 10 times state champs and everything. Yeah. So it does, it does put them in a different light. And then to see the coach kind of unlike your Bombay. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool first episode that I, I really liked. I liked, uh, they're not following it point by point. Exactly. Like the, the first one, there are going to be differences. So I, I do like that fact with that. So you mentioned coach Gordon Bombay, who is now reprising his role and what I do like is Coach Bombay used the exact same line on episode two that he used in the original movie where he said, I don't like kids and I don't like hockey. He said that that was one of his very first lines in the original Mighty Ducks movie. He said it once again, and he kind of got a sense at the end of episode two that he's kind of coming around to it again. It, like that spark has been lit again. I don't know if you caught that or not when he put on the hockey gear. Oh yeah, I definitely caught that. It, it reminds me of that part in uh, what's called D two, where he's uh, coming to grips with him as being a coach, and he's like rollerblading this time in a uh, on the what's it called by the beach and everything. Oh, so yeah. it kind of gave me that type of vibe when he kind of recalled everything back. So I think he's he's at that point where he wants to help out the don't bothers. Yeah, I think it's oh that's the scene where um um I think Hans comes to him in his Malibu home and says, be that man. I think that's the exactly. scene. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I, we, we know our Mighty Ducks films, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have Disney passes for a long time for nothing. Yep. Um, by the way, I did. What do you think? What do you think? I will say that I did take a drink when we had our first North Stars reference. Like, I was waiting for it. And episode mm-hmm. two did not disappoint me. When did the North Stars move to Dallas? 65, 89? Yeah. Uh, by the way, trivia buffs, it happened in 93. So that's when the North Stars moved to Dallas. Hey, they referenced it in D2, referenced it in D3, and now we get it here in the Mighty Ducks reboot. Uh, what I think, I do love the overall setup of how the team came together. Um, Evan kind of having that little speech where he said, everyone is kind of hanging on by a thread. That's on the don't bothers. They're hanging on by a thread on their respective social circles. And I do think that each cast member is going to bring something to that team in some way. You already have uh, Coop 13, who is a beast on the video games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but having a hard time making the saves. Like, press X, press X, press X. It's a kick save. No, it's not. 
<laughs> it's real life. It's real life. I mean, first off, I would never be a goalie. I mean, that's that's not my life. But I do understand the press X for kick save because, you know, I have mm-hmm. I have the PS3 right next to me. So I get it. But I do like that everyone has something. Even though there's one kid on that team that doesn't know how to skate and he, he comes out with this Toronto Maple Leafs gear, which I think is hilarious. Like, just because you have the Maple Leafs gear, does that automatically mean you're a pro hockey player? Apparently not. But I like his introduction, though, because it made it really seem like he was the Adam Banks of the <laughs> of the season. And then the twist, he can't really even skate or whatever. I thought that was pretty awesome. It's like the new cake eater, right? Exactly. Yeah, what? And, and not to mention his uh, intro... They they also played uh, some yeah yeah yeahs which I was actually really surprised about. They played the song Gold Lion. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really cool uh, touch because I love the yeah yeahs so much. Was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting that either. I mean, that was probably one of the best intros. That's been his late motif. You notice they played that song when he came in, and then they exactly. played yeah yeah yeahs again before he went on the ice. And he went, mm-hmm. if this is his like theme song. I'm all about that, <laughs> big time. He could be my favorite, maybe. Watch him be the best skater after all that. He I could, mean, he could. By the way, one minor nitpick for all the jersey heads, the Toronto Maple Leafs jersey and the Vancouver Canucks numbering on the back, WTF. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, maybe that's how they played it off. Maybe he doesn't really know hockey because who would have a Maple Leafs jersey with the Vancouver Canucks numbering and lettering on it. So, uh, yeah, confusing. Maybe that's an Easter egg. Maybe we should have known when we saw the jersey. It's a it's a Franken jersey. It's a jersey um jersey foul. That's what I was going for. Mm-hmm. Um wow, but I do love the casting in general. I got to give a shout. Lauren Graham I think is going to be fantastic in this as coach Alex, but I'll admit, I the few times that I've watched Gilmore Girls, she was fantastic. I've always loved her as an actress, and I think she kind of fits the role well here. Yeah, I like her portrayal of the, uh, what's called, sports mom that isn't obsessed, that is trying to actually do good for their kid rather than beat them to death with the, with sports and everything. I like that portrayal, so that, that I liked it a lot. See, but what gets to me, that actually is what it's like out there in Minnesota in New England. It's like that a lot. It's even sort of like that here. Um, I think I've mentioned this to you and I mentioned this here on this podcast that I do occasionally help out with the youth hockey teams around here. And by the way, shout out Ontario Moose. Yeah. Our hometown has a youth hockey team, the Moose. And you know what? Go Moose. Go Moose. And some of those parents do take it seriously. Some of them do. Probably not as bad as it's portrayed here on the Mighty <laughs> Ducks sequel. But there is a little bit of that every time I go help out. And I go, yep, that's it. Yep, they got that too. Mm-hmm. And I and I get it. I mean, as a parent, you want your kids to do the best they can. But you know it's not going to happen with this team. So in a way, I hope they don't win at the end. Because I know how Disney does this. They want the underdog team to win at the end. I'd rather have an ending kind of like Rocky Part 1. But they at least earn the respect of all the other teams. You know what I mean? So we're going to get a Season 2? Ooh. I'm going to say yes. 
<laughs> I will I will okay. say yes, we get a season two, but it's only been two episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love what I see so far. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Agreed. And I think you all should watch it too. If you're a fan of the Mighty Ducks films, if you're a Ducks fan in general, or a hockey fan in general, it's it's worth checking out. There's a lot of little hockey Easter eggs sprinkled around in there. I mean, what were some of the other Easter eggs that you found or you think you found so far? Um, I know that they're using some of the musical cues from like the original movie so far that I've kind of heard uh, sprinkled around. Other than that, I know that you mentioned the Hendrix hockey stuff for the uh, the arena that they're in. Yep. Can't really think of too much as far as it goes. And last but not least, we gotta talk. We gotta talk jerseys here. Because we've seen three teams' jerseys so far. The Cardinals, the Don't Bothers, and of course the Ducks. What did you think of all three of those jersey sets that each team has? I like the new Ducks. The Ducks, it's a very interesting uh, angle at the of the Wild Wing uh, hockey mask. Just like straight on. So it, it looks definitely new. And of course the old style with the uh, diagonal uh, bottom for the, the Ducks. I like that. It's a def- definitely a cool look. Um, in terms of the don't bothers, it was very, it was kind of quick in terms of them showing it kind of, and it was only in that like last scene, but I think it could be better. But if, if they had a, uh, what's it called? Uh, a mascot or something. Cause just having the text don't bothers to me does not look that well. Yeah. But who would be the mascot of the don't bothers? If you think about it, just put like a trash can or something. <laughs> know. No, you know what it reminds me of? <laughs> I'm gonna go. Right. I'm gonna go way back here. It reminds me of the average Joe's uniforms from Dodgeball. It does. It does. And it fits. It fits so well. Is there, their colors that they use is what yellow and brown? Yeah, the right? colors. Well, do you know why? This was actually uh, revealed no. somewhere online. So Dodgeball colors were yellow and red. The reason they went yellow and brown. The Minnesota Golden Gophers. Interesting. Did you, okay, did did you notice that. that Lauren Graham's character, she has the University of Minnesota sweater on at one point. Yeah. And they went with those colors for the Golden Gophers. That's why. Interesting. Okay, that, see, that makes sense. See, for those of you that didn't catch it, that are like, why are they wearing those jerseys? Now you know why. I, I bet you a lot of people missed that. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> Oh, um, we need to head off because I don't. We could talk for a while, but I think next time you come back, it'll definitely be like an all jersey talk because by the time this season ends, every team will have worn their reverse retro, and we do got to revise mm-hmm. that. I know you and I both want to revise a couple of what we said before, so uh, tell the fine folks where they can find you on social media and your YouTube channel and anything else you want to plug. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm more active on Instagram and Twitter under the handle Borsch28. Uh, I also have my YouTube channel as well as with the same handle. Um, and yeah, that's kind of about it. Those are my, my main go-tos. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on and talking Mighty Ducks. And we'll do this again when we have maybe five or six episodes down the line and see how we feel about that. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm all for it. And you can find me online at StimpyJD or the show's Twitter, which is at LO underscore Ducks. It's like LO, low, which is locked on, then the underscore, and then Ducks, like 
Ducks. You know. <laughs> By the way, ducks. like ducks, yeah. And my show's logo is a little bit different nowadays. It's also the colors of the old Mighty Ducks. I went old school now. It's not just black and orange anymore. Now it's the eggplant, teal, and white. Because I had to change it, you know? Uh, also, my show can be found on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. You could find it on there. And hey, um, email me any questions at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I think I've covered everything. Yeah, I think so. We'll end it there. Paul, once again, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it, bud. Very welcome. I'll be glad to be back. And thank you all for listening. And him and I are going to end the show a la Mighty Ducks. So I'll say on behalf of Paul and myself, this has been Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Please be kind to one another. Wear a mask and ducks fly together. Quack, 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 quack. Salutations, everyone. Salutations, everyone.